Welcome to the Leap to Lead podcast. I'm Emily Rogers and I am your host. I'm here to support you to take the leap and lead your life where you want to be. Are you ready to take that leap? Let's get in and hear today's episode. So I'm really excited today to introduce introduce Beth Perry. Beth is a highly experienced and massively successful coach. She's worked with high performance trainers and she's worked with amazing leaders in the corporate world as well. Her career has been phenomenal and to an outsider looking in, you would think that Beth had it all. And then she felt the call of motherhood and she focused on energetic intelligence and she has changed the way she lives her life. And as a result, has become a bit of a superwoman when it comes to making great decisions. And she actually has a quiz for you, which we'll share later. But she's become a bit of a superwoman when it comes to making great decisions. And I know in the expat world right now, there are so many of us struggling with some really big decisions. Um, some of it's do we stay, do we go? Some of it's around career stability. And some of it's around our kids and what's best for them in light of what's happened in 2020. So. I'm really excited to introduce Beth and I think her insights are going to be amazing for all of us and Beth thank you so much for your time I I haven't done you justice I know that but thank you so much for being oh no you're so sweet I'm like over here blushing um I appreciate you so much and and I really do love uh the opportunity to share my life's work with whoever it might help and so for those of you listening my intention is to make sure to share a little bit of my story in some ways to inspire you. Um, and, and also even more important than that is to give you very tangible takeaways of what you can do around decision-making because our central nervous systems are like more stressed out than they've ever been. There's something about 2020 that is just not the likes that anyone in our generation has seen before. And for those of us that are in a place, I mean, my family and I are about to become a hundred percent digital nomads. We've always traveled quite a bit, um, but we're in the process of selling our house. And that's actually how you and I connected. Emily was around the whole travel piece. And, you know, you have so many incredible resources and your experience of living it without the internet, without, I mean, maybe there was the internet, but it wasn't the same as it is now. So just to come together in community um, and share the the desire to um, explore a certain lifestyle in a way that benefits us as individuals, but also, like you said, our kids um, and our family and our finances and how do we have it all? we need to make decisions that are right for us. And for some of us that, that is, you know, so nuanced, um, but there's so many decisions that go into actually making the jump, right? Like it, it's yeah. a dream for a lot of people. Um, it's also a dream that a lot of people have that they actually don't ever want to live when they start making the decisions and that's okay too. Um, but my hope is that what I share today really empowers everyone listening to feel confident that they can make the decision that's right for them and not 
have the fear of regrets down the road. I love that. I love that. It's about being being confident and positive about what you're doing and letting go of all that fear. I love that. So tell us more about energetic intelligence. I'm fascinated by this. Tell us sure, a little bit more. Yes. So energetic intelligence, I've um, trademarked and it's essentially my life's work. 22 years, maybe 23 now. I don't know, like the number, more than two decades <laughs> of <not> count. <laughs> coaching um, and, and really to be honest, um, for a long time, I'm an award-winning coach, like, but I've, I, I try to justify that I've changed industries a couple times. Um, but really it wasn't changing. It was shifting. It was adding on to, it wasn't starting brand new in something that wasn't related. And so what I've created is basically an energetic intelligence, which I have a whole infographic around, um, how it, how it can be a blueprint to your freedom. And to me, freedom is the ultimate goal. And especially clients I work with, this could mean a certain amount of income, a certain amount of impact, a certain amount of time, freedom, money, like, uh, energy, freedom, um, confidence, all of these different things go into it. And so it, it is quite comprehensive. And one of my favorite things to do is to take what can be a complicated topic and really simplify it. Again, I like to give people tangible, here's what you do with it. I don't just want you to be smarter. I want you to live a better life. So when I talk about energetic intelligence, the way that I approach it is that there's six key layers of, for to the point of today's conversation, how we make decisions. And we have access to this incredible wealth of knowledge. And so I'll give you the six key areas really quickly so that you guys can understand <laughs> how they layer, but then we'll go, you know, yep. we'll see where the conversation takes us and I'll share specifics around at least some of them. It's probably right. too much uh, to share, you know, decades worth of information <laughs> in one conversation, but um, the first layer is uh, soulful. And so when we think about energetic intelligence, there's these six key ingredients and they're kind of like bubbles, right? And so, or balloons. And so we have, we all have all of these balloons, but how much air is in them is based on a number of things. How much, um, in how much were we born with, right? Like we all have a certain, when you think soul, to me, soulful is, you know, I, I have specializations and trainings in quantum physics. So that's energy to me. Um, in religion, you might hear it referred to as a spirit. In everyday terms, you might talk about someone's vibes. Yes. Like that's yes. different ways to think of. So when we have this ingredient with, that we have a soulful intelligence, and this is really all about understanding how we process energy and how we how in touch with our intuition we are. The second ingredient or balloon in this, if you will, is um, phys uh, physiological. So we have soulful, then we have physiological. And this is where our it's biohacks, it's neural pathways, it's hormones. My first degree is in sports medicine, so I geek out over this stuff. <laughs> um, the third balloon is psychological. And another one of my certifications is in human needs psychology. So really understanding um, our 
our coding and our central nervous system. Um, then we have, there's an emotional component to it. So that's the fourth balloon is this emotional way that we make decisions and that we access information. And this is where we either respond or resist. This is where we contract or expand. And none of these, by the way, are right or wrong. Mm. It's, it's about understanding what acts, what information we are receiving and processing it in an energetically intelligent way, not just a logical way, not just a physical way, not even just a gut way, but how do we bring it all together? Yes. So these are really key foundational components and there's just two more. The next one is behavioral mm-hmm. and behavioral is where we make decisions and take action. And so a lot of this conversation that we are planning on having today is around making decisions. But I think this is so fun to share with people because when you understand that we're, when we make decisions, it's again, it's not just in our head. It's not like a pros and cons list, even though a lot of uh, listeners may be here's here's why I, I don't want to go. Here's why I do want to go. Yeah, here's who, yeah. You know, all the things. Um, but there's so much that leads up to and influences yes. wh- what comes through us. And if we can be aware that there's healthy and unhealthy ways to, that we function in each of these different areas, if we're, if we have an unhealthy coping mechanism or an unhealthy way of um, processing, for example, um, our emotional intelligence, then maybe we shut down instead of move forward because of a million different reasons that that's just our autopilot. And so then when we make a decision to not do it or to, or to do it either way, the decision is impacted by these more subtle nuanced um, influences. And then the last bubble is relational. And I think that, you know, what you've kind of spoken to, hopefully this is helpful for your listeners to hear because it's, we, we do have an impact on other people when we make a decision to live in a different country or become a digital nomad or have an online business or make a career change or lose weight or, you know, whatever your goal is, it has an impact on other people. And so this is where boundaries and effective communication come into play really in a, in a huge way. And they all link together um, to basically help us have more impact, more intimacy, create more wealth, have more confidence. Um, it, it is just, it's such a beautiful thing that yeah. I'm so passionate about. And in case anyone listening is feeling a little overwhelmed before <laughs> I hand it back over to you to ask whatever follow-up questions you have around that, in case anyone is feeling overwhelmed, I want you to understand that they're all connected. And when you can give yourself permission to realize that they're connected and wherever you're feeling the most unsure or the, like, where's your weakest link? Where's your most deflated balloon? Mm. Giving yourself permission to put a little extra effort and energy into filling that balloon up, whatever one of those six areas it is for you is going to get you to, um, much more aligned and empowered decision-making most quickly. So 
hopefully that's helpful to you. I love it. And when we think about, you know, supporting people to live their best life, this is really the core of it, isn't it? Yeah, understanding all the aspects that make us who we are. I think it's, it's a beautiful, mm-hmm. a beautiful yeah, um, your, way you, you your, describe it. Thank you. Because your best life is not going to be the same as my best life, is not going to be the same as my sister's best life or my brother's best life or even my husband's best life. And so the more connected we are to other people when we have when our decisions have impact on them um we it's really hard to communicate and find the right in air quotes you know um the right for us solution if we can't be honest about what our truth is in a way that we're we're not even attached to it it's just but this is just how it is and i have so much so many different ways I'm connected to it that there's always a way to find what's what's best. Um, but for example, like if my husband, did, we're we're still playing around. We honestly we're not even sure where we're going to be for Christmas at this point, and that's <laughs> only a month away right now. I know that feeling. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very it 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 it's not for everyone. My best friend from college is, um, you know, she's like, she's so supportive of us, and she would never want to do anything like we're doing. And that's okay. Like we can still have a lot of love and a lot of respect and great conversations and be supportive of each other. Um, But for example, if my husband did not want to live this lifestyle at all, we would have to find a different way to navigate it. Mm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So when you think about your energetic intelligence and the six balloons that support good decision-making, are there any particular myths that you think are important to dispel when, when, when considering good decisions? Mm. Well, that's a great question. I have so much to say about this. <laughs> I love mm. it. Um, so I think one thing to be very clear, I think for me, giving myself permission to be clear that there's a difference between a decision and an action. So for example, even just using, building on that um, example of like the difference between my best friend not wanting to live my lifestyle and luckily my husband and I are in agreement on this, um, but if he wasn't, if I got to a decision where let's say travel was really important to me and a, a key for my living my best life Mm. and he didn't was not um the same way and he did not enjoy it and he did not look forward to it the action the decision that i'm going to travel a certain amount to in order to feel fulfilled and allow myself to expand in a way that aligns with my best life is there a way I could do that? If, if my husband was not sharing that desire and that dream, then the, the actions might be different. The decision doesn't have to change just because he doesn't necessarily want it. If, if that was the case yeah. Yeah. in, in that situation, the action might be Bethany goes on a three day I'm talking about myself in the third person now. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> I might go on like, for example, um, trips on my own mm. 
and he would do something else with that time. And as long as he wasn't resentful towards me, or I wasn't resentful that he wasn't coming with me, or maybe certain places there that we would want to share experiences and we would choose to go to those locations first and, and then reassess after the fact, you know, so there's a, a big difference between a decision and an action. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I think when people get to a place of clarity around making a decision about what's best for them, it's such an unfortunately rare, like it's, it's not as common as I wish it was yes. that it's like, it becomes something where sometimes we can get stubborn and put our feet in. And then we have expectations mm. that other people are going to want to make the same decision we're making. And that's actually unfair because other people have all of their own balloons and yes, we need to be respectful of that. Mm. No, yeah, absolutely. And, and there are often cases, I think, you know, what's really common with expat life it might not be your spouse that doesn't understand the decision or doesn't agree with the decision, but it's often extended family. And, you know, you hear so often people are about to move or they're about to extend their time overseas. And well, I can't tell mum yet. Like it, it, it's, you do, you, you then try and protect yourself and protect them without necessarily giving the permission to explore it differently and, and understand it differently. It's a a tough balance. It is a tough balance. And I love that you said that because I think that that's a really powerful way that energetic intelligence can support this process because when we have, I mean, if you run through, I mean, all six of these, because all of these areas are so connected, we actually experience them in a matter of a few seconds, like two Mm -hmm. to three seconds, all six of these areas become activated. So if you have like, Um, an urge, let's say to stay for an extra, extend your stay. Like you said, we're going to stay for an extra month. We're going to stay for an extra year. And that's your, you're processing your energy. Your intuition is saying, stay here, stay longer. And then your body goes, Ooh, like excited. But at the same time, the relational thing is going, mom's not going to like it. And now you get like a pit in your stomach. And then your brain kicks in, well, mom got mad last time or, you know, like, you know, whatever the opinions, our brain kicks in. And at the same time, like our emotions are going, should I just like hide this? And then we make a decision. Okay. I'm going to stay, but I'm not going to tell them until later. And then the action you take is now you start avoiding them. And then the relational impact can turn into feelings get hurt because they, they energetic, they have energetic intelligence too, whether we all have energetic intelligence, just being intentional and understanding it can automatically make us way more energetically intelligent, which I hope is what's happening from this conversation. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But for example, like other people have energetic intelligence too. So if, if it was my mom that was going to be upset that we were extending our stay. And I went through all of that, like in my head, my, my feelings, my body, my, my soul, like all of these different areas. And then the action I took was I'm going to kind of start avoiding my mom. Cause I'm really excited about it, but she's not going to be excited about it. This is where in my um, graph, it'd be like, Oh, pump air into your communication skills right now. Because if you can effectively communicate with compassion it allows, um, it allows there to be a healthy exchange, 
But if we don't, if all of a sudden it's like, oh, my communication skills aren't feeling up to this challenge. And we just ignore it. <laughs> we, so we ignore it. And then we start ignoring mom. Yeah. And now she's energetically picking up on why is she avoiding me? So what if something's wrong? And as, as a mom, yeah, I, our mind, our mind, our minds go to worst case situation, right? Like, are they dying? Is everybody okay? Why aren't they taking my calls? And so, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you didn't trust me enough to tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether, you know, listen, we all have different dynamics in different relationships and parents, you know, there's healthy dynamics, there's unhealthy dynamics. Our parents have been through stuff that make, you know, them get triggered by things that don't bother us like and it's not about coddling them or taking responsibility for them but we can be kind we can be compassionate and we can also not make the situation worse mm-hmm. right like so now on top of having bad news for mom we've now also ignored her for two months avoided her and <laughs> like you know yeah, spiked yeah. her blood pressure for the last <laughs> two weeks it's very true. And, it, and it's the reality for so many of us. And I think with COVID this year and the crap year that 2020 has been, you know, aging parents and, you know, the baby burn parents, you know, they, they, they get the health is, is not always the best now and borders are closed and we're, we're faced with these, these dilemmas. And it's such a reality for so many people. So I think that's a really powerful way to describe it. And hopefully if you're watching this video and you're in that situation, you're getting some really good insights from Beth about how to manage Mm -hmm. it so tell us you're about to embark on the expat life and you've got all this insight into energetic intelligence how do you feel empowered to make your decisions what's what's it really done for you well just to follow up on something you said just a second ago about um like parents and other people not agreeing or not understanding one thing is that um, my husband and I have been very cautious about who we share our dreams with while they were still in dream phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that is a distinction, again, that as individuals we can make about what is the best self, what is the best version of me that I can be? Mm-hmm. Um, because I also believe that some of the biggest dream stealers we can have are some of the people we love most and they love us. Mm. It's their own fear for us. It's their own sadness about like, what if I can't see you? What if I can't come with you? Um, And so just to take that into consideration and that leads to answering your question about what makes, what's been the most empowering is getting to a place where we're so confident and clear that this is our desire Mm. that at this point, you know, I'm talking about it publicly. Like my mom can hear this. My mom (laughs) doesn't know, by the way, (laughs) Uh, at this point. Um, and, and, but we've been able to have some really heart to heart, uh, conversations about, she is afraid, you know, what if I don't see Jackson? I mean, she's not going to see my son as much as she does now. Mm. And, um, you know, but also because we made this decision for ourselves that we got to the place where we're like, okay, this is our decision. We weren't looking for validation from anyone else. We weren't looking for permission or approval. It was, this is, this is 
this is our adventure yeah. in life yeah. together and we're really excited about it and we want to invite other people to be excited with us and for us with again without expectation that it's what they should do or mm -hmm. that they should approve of us um, and because of that it's so empowering to like anybody I tell can have whatever reaction they want and I'm not shaken I'm not changing my mind yeah um because of their reaction yes and I get to actually be I think a better friend a better daughter a better family member a better sister um because I can say I know I understand why you would be so worried that maybe mm -hmm. you won't see your grandson as much we've thought about that and we love, like, we are choosing anywhere we go to also have a guest bedroom as often as possible, or to at least have easy accommodations within walking distance from where we stay. That's go that is going to be a top priority for us. So we hope, you know, our doors always open still, no matter how far away we might be, um, that you are welcome to come visit. And again, I wouldn't, offer that to someone that I didn't mean that to, exactly. you got to be careful what you offer, you do. but <laughs> because we had gotten that clarity in ourselves and we could then hold space for other people to have their reactions mm -hmm. and not internalize it, right? Like if, if I had a popped balloon in my energetic intelligence in one of these areas and someone else popped another balloon, like, oh my gosh, like maybe we won't go fine. And then 10 years from now, we, we would probably have regrets. Yes. Yes. Um, I, so I think that's a huge place to feel empowered is in being the kind of person that can make a decision, stand by it and be really kind and compassionate mm. and thoughtful, mm. right? Like we actually did think about these things before we shared it with certain people. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to take a lot of time when you're intentional about it, um, Again, energetic intelligence isn't something that you need to study for 20 years. It took me 20 something years to figure it out, <laughs> um, but you don't have to study it for all that time. You get to just take these key areas and it, even without knowing all the science behind it, um, even without understanding the perfect, like there is no perfect, you can't say the right thing to the wrong person and you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. So there's no like script out there for how to live life. But if you at least think you like just spend a few minutes, maybe with a journal on each of these areas and start with yourself and then take it to your most intimate friends and uh, like people that it will impact like a spouse. If you have a spouse or like a roommate, if you're going to not renew the lease and, you know, or talk to your kids if they're old enough to, to understand um, and, and start including them, but not giving away your power. Yes. Yes. And you talk about it being a superpower, don't you? Well, that's my quiz is the, yes. <laughs> what's your success superpower. So if anyone wants to, um, you know, really actually tap into and get, uh, kind of, I mean, it's definitely a feel good quiz, but I also, I, I also give very, uh, clear, here's what you're probably struggling with. And here's some ideas on what to do about it because all superpowers have a kryptonite. Yes. And so, yeah, people can, um, 
go to my website and find that quiz really easily. And I'm sure you'll link to that in the show oh, notes. It's bethperry.com forward slash quiz, but I will link to it. Uh, Thank you. Notes yeah. as well. Yes. <laughs> but I took the quiz I, and, and I, I had a bit of a wee chuckle to myself because it, it was, it, it was me to a T. And, um, and I loved the way that it did summarize, you know, here's some, here's some ideas. So, you know, it's a good one. So if you're watching this and, and you are interested, please go to bethperry.com forward slash quiz and take the quiz because it is really insightful. If you were going to share your number one secret when it comes to good decision-making, you've shared your bubbles and you've shared, you know, dispelled a myth and you've talked about what empowers you. But if you had a secret that you were going to share about your superpower, what would it be? Mm. These are really good questions. I love this conversation. I'm so interested. <laughs> if, yeah, if there was a secret, I would I would say the biggest secret well that's interesting so the biggest secret for me as an individual has been learning about my energetic blueprint and knowing that I'm not designed to make decisions in a split second and that is so that was so helpful to understand that that my best decisions and my highest potential is reached when I get a little breathing room. Mm. And also my husband is the exact opposite. So his best decision-making is actually in the moment. Yes or no, not from his head, but from his gut. And so one of the, one of my, um, certifications. I'm level three certified in human design. And so understanding even just your type, there's five different types in human design. And there's a strategy that comes with each type. That's a really um, powerful kind of like fast track or like cheat sheet, if you will. Um, And it also, and I think the reason that this this is my answer is because we got to start somewhere. And I can't tell you actually a travel example around this. My, we, my husband and I used to average about four to five countries a year, even like, well, that just was our thing until like pregnancy and like some baby things came along. Um, so travel is one of our favorite things. And we would probably at least one once a month spend like a whole weekend day like in our pajamas just like make it like where do we want to go next and and almost like just dreaming and wish listing and looking up specific places we would want to go and i would find it really frustrating when i would say what about this and he'd be like sure <laughs> and i'd be like do you not care? Like, because he didn't take time to think about it, which is what I need to do to make my best decisions. Mm. And then reverse, now that we know this about ourselves, I mean, this is years ago, but um, he would ask me like, what about this? And I'd be like, Ooh, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to think about it. And then I would need like time to think about it. And he'd be like, why do you need to think about that so much? And so again, the the best secret I have is f- 
figuring out how you as an individual are designed to make decisions. And then also, especially like your inner, like if you have family that you live with or you have roommates or you have people that you talk to every day, find out theirs because I can't tell you how many times now there's just a different level of respect where my husband will come to me and he'll say, Hey, thing, situation, how long do you think you need until you can tell me what you want to do around this? And I'll say, sometimes I need an hour. Sometimes it might be two or three days, depending on how big it is, but that he approaches it respectful and understanding that for me to make a good decision, I need time. Yes. Whereas I can also be respectful of him. For example, he makes quick decisions, but yes or no questions are the way to help him make his best decision. If I ask him open-ended questions, like, do you want chicken? You know, do you want tacos or spaghetti for dinner? Yes. He's, he can't, it's harder for him. I mean, could he make a decision? Yes. But, um, he's going to go right into his head and it's not going to be his best decision. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I say, do you want spaghetti tonight for dinner? And he'll be like, "Uh uh-uh. Yeah. Tacos. Uh -uh." (laughs) Uh-uh. You want to go out? Do you want takeout? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, great. I'm not cooking. (laughs) Like, but we can, it's because I understand his decision-making process. So I I guess that's maybe a long-winded way or, and I'm not trying to dodge the question, but having studied human behavior and high performance for as many years as I have, I can't say that there's one secret that works for everybody. And, and I wish there was, but that's actually a a tagline in my business. Like I talk about all the time. I'm like, it's great to have somebody show you what works for them, but it's better to have somebody show you what will work for you. Yes. And I, I believe that to the core of my, every cell in my body is just like, there you you deserve to have your fully self-expressed unique beautiful incredible life and trying to do it like everybody else is not usually how it is no exactly achieved and and that's where it comes back to living and being your best self and your best self is not the same as your spouses or your mothers or your child's or yeah, we want to look for common overlaps that we can share experiences and make memories and and also that when we are when they when there are differences that we can be respectful and compassionate and not lose connection mm. just because of our differences. And I think that that's something the whole world could do with a little bit more of is knowing who we are, knowing what we need, knowing mm. how to ask for it respectfully. And understanding that if people can't give us what we want or need, that that's, that's, doesn't mean we don't get what we want or need. It yeah. just, we find a different way to do it. Yeah. I love that. I love it. And, and actually when you come to expat life, so much of what we experience, you know, you have to ask and then you have to find another way to ask. And then you have to find another way to ask because the cultural differences impact so significantly mm-hmm. when you're living abroad, you know, that's, that's, that's the epitome of, of successful experiences. It's just, well, and I love that too, because I think it's such a powerful thing, right? Like, I mean, I do, I have a whole signature communication process I teach, which is Kaizen communication. Like my brand is the Kaizen woman (laughs) and that stands for mastering the art of continually improving. And it does require, because I have clients from all over the world, you know? So 
depending on certain cultural differences or sometimes even laws, right? Mm -hmm. Like between what's allowed, what's appropriate. Like there's so many different things that come into play where I do believe that energetic intelligence allows us to, to at least recognize when, huh, something's going to be different than what I know how to do here. Mm -hmm. Who can I ask for help or how many times, like it might take multiple tries. And, and, and that's, you know, sometimes it's something we can just Google. Yes. And you know, what's the, what's the way to say hello in this country or what's the dress code or what's, you know, there's so many, (laughs) I'll never forget. I did a, I posted a picture on social media a while back. And when I I was actually, it was when I was launching my book. So this is years ago at this point. And we had just gone bestseller in a category and I did a picture and I I can't remember what the, it wasn't the middle finger that I was doing. It was like a peace sign or like a, like a, I can't remember what the hand thing I was doing, but I got immediately like 10 messages in my inbox, private inbox of like, do you know that means this in this country? And like, you have followers there. And I was like, ah, I did not know that. Or always like Winston Churchill did that, right? He's like notorious for like the backwards peace sign. And it meant, or like this way. And it meant like up your bum or something like that. Um, And he didn't know and it was on the front page. Um, So it's, yeah, those cultural differences to me, thank you so much for the opportunity to share energetic intelligence with your listeners, because I hope it helps everyone listening feel empowered that we're, I mean, I've traveled a lot, but I've never lived like we're about Mm. to live Mm. abroad. And, um, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm a little nervous about it. And I also feel really prepared to be unprepared. If that makes sense. Yeah. You're, You're ready for the change. You're ready for the uncertainty. Yeah. Because I think that energetic intelligence is, is, a secret you can have in your back pocket of like, okay, let me just go through this quick checklist. Like what is my soul telling me? What is my body telling me? What is my mind telling me? What are, how am I feeling? What do I want to do about it? And how does this impact other people? Like just kind of like going through that really quick rundown and paying and just it paying attention to your surroundings and checking in like, okay, (laughs) now we're in a different airport. Now we're in a different town. Now we're in a different market. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can't ask in some countries a yes or no question. You have to say can or cannot. Like there's, there's little things and you just mm-hmm. learn by experience. And I love that. That's what I love about expat life is those experiences. I'm so excited for you and your family. It's going to be such an amazing opportunity. And where possible, um, Beth and I have talked about keeping in touch and and uh, sharing the journey as well with with, with um, the followers of expat parenting abroad. So yeah, who knows? I mean, next time I might be on here being like, oh my God, <laughs> hopefully not, probably not. But um, I am all about being fully transparent and I'm, I am, I'm actually looking forward to whatever challenges um, come our way to an extent, you know, I mean, we're right now even just making the decision and then going through the process of selling our house during COVID. It's a very different experience, you know, with yes. all the masks and the appointments and the the space and um, you can't do open houses and all of this stuff. And, and even looking at, you know, where, how are we going to navigate 
um, we're in the process of applying for dual citizenship in Italy as well. So we're a year into that process. Um, we started before quarantine happened and we'd prefer to go finish there in person, yeah. but we might not be able to, I don't know. What I do know is that um, the challenges, how we handle challenges is an opportunity for growth. And it's what I love about travel, right? Like it's growth. It's being exposed to new things like smells, sounds, tastes, languages, like all of it. I mean, it's such a, it's such a complete experience. And, and also I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how we'll handle all of it, but I'm really glad to have connected with you. Cause I feel like you're going to be an incredible resource and, um, you know, you know, just your, your, the information you put out was so helpful. And I know that you're connected with a lot of, um, you're on the boards of like a lot of international. <laughs> Doing lots of different things. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. such, it's so nice to know that I don't have to figure it out alone. And I feel really confident that I can make some pretty good decisions on my own. And that's the power of community. You know, the yes. world, the world is a smaller place it's the sisterhood. It's, ever been. And it's the sisterhood. It's the sisterhood. A lot of ways. Yeah. 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 So I'll, I'm willing to share. I will share all the funny <laughs> stories, the mishaps, the challenges, the breakdown moments, the, the wins. I'm happy to share it all. And um, it, I hope that it's helpful for, for people to have what I shared today. And also now we've officially documented this is how I felt before we started. <laughs> <laughs> we'll touch base in the future. <laughs> but I really appreciate your time, Beth. It's, it's been a fa fascinating and fantastic um, conversation. And, I, and there's so many insights here for expats. So thank you so much. And oh. if you are interested in learning your superpower, please do go and download or take the quiz. It's at bethperry.com forward slash quiz. And I'll put the link in the notes of where you're watching this video. So thank you so much, Beth. It's been a really, oh, thank really you. incredible It's been amazing. It's been I wonderful. appreciate you having me so much. Thank you.